brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs, and I am so incredibly grateful to be a part of this production. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our national communications team, our student advisor committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for all of those of you who are returner listeners, welcome back and thank you so much for your support. And for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We truly do appreciate you taking the time to join us today. This podcast, of course, is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide you some insights, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to showcase the different voices of the brotherhood in an entertaining fashion that will hopefully keep you coming back. Now, Today's guest is joining us all the way from the good old South, more specifically, South Carolina. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, This brother doesn't need uh, much of an introduction because most people seem to know him already. Uh, This brother is famous for his accidental comments like rip during live streams or N is for no. Uh, But most importantly, um, he's really well known for his leadership and his love for our organization and for all of our brothers. So without further delay, let's pass this over to our guest. Evan, would you mind giving us an introduction? Hello, brothers. My name is Evan Thompson. I'm a member of the Board of Trustees and immediate past national president of the fraternity. IPP. That's right. IPP. Uh, I am from the Zeta Chi chapter at the University of South Carolina. I was initiated uh, April 8th, 2006, 14 years ago uh, this month. Uh, currently, I just signed my contract to return to Pelion Elementary School as an elementary music teacher for the 2020-2021 school year. Um, prior to my past president's retirement. I served as uh, CFR. I'm trying to remember the dates, 2010 to 2012. There we go. I served as a headquarters staff member and traveled around the country. Uh, After that, I was appointed by Adam Cantley uh, to serve as Southeast District Governor. I served in that role for three years before being elected to National Council in 2015. And I guess personal fun facts. Hmm. It's mint chocolate chip ice cream or nothing else. So not cookies and cream? Mm, no. Although I think Bluebell's coming out with some uh, pretty fire flavors right now. So I may have to uh, try some new ones. But I'm, a, I'm in love with mint chocolate chip ice cream. So there we go. Noted. So anyone listening there, if you want to uh, hold me up with uh, Evan Thompson here, send him some mint chocolate chip. And I, it, it doesn't matter if it's melted or not. He, he just loves it so much. Well, <laughs> keep going. Um, so I really do hope that you, you get a lot of those in the mail. And it's all melted and such. Um, but great. No, thank you so much for taking the time to join us, join us today, Evan, on this episode. And um, of course, I think we would all love to know how your 2020 has been so far and how you are surviving this new normal. 2020 has been a roller coaster. I think uh, many people across the country, across the world would say the same thing. Uh, from all of the from everything happening with COVID-19, uh, the quarantine, uh, various stay-at-home orders and uh, restrictions that have been put in place, uh, my loss of a job in its normal 
everyday function uh, as a teacher. It has been very complicated. Uh, the emotions have run high. The emotions have caused me to dip and be very in a very low place. Mm-hmm. But um, I think overall, uh, 2020 and any year is going to be exactly what you make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the friendships, the family, the things that uh, really make you who you are, part of your identity, you've got to really hold on to those. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I've been able to do uh, to survive and uh, make this a meaningful experience. Uh, I've also learned that exercising and things like that, regardless of my mint chocolate chip ice cream, is really important. And I've been able to take care of myself and get some good yard work and housework done. So staying busy, staying focused and keeping people in my life uh, first, uh, staying connected. Those are important for me. Now, that's that's really good. I will say like I you know, people who can do yard work, I think I've mentioned this before to you, I think are incredible people because I absolutely hate it. Um, but you know, like, like you said, mentioning those, um, other activities to kind of maintain some sort of normalcy in your life and to continue to be productive, to continue, um, being able just to live your life and to be yourself. And that was funny. I wanted to bring up something that you had sent me. Are you ready for this? Um, it is, what was it? It was a meme. It says 2020, Came out all looking like a warm chocolate chip cookie. Then one bite in, bam, oatmeal raisin. So. Exactly. Uh, I've gotten some um, flack from that, though. Some people are like, I love oatmeal raisin. Like, well, I don't. I prefer warm chocolate chip every day of the week. Give their names. Who who are these people? (laughs) I'll... uh, I'll protect privacy, but unacceptable. Warm, warm chocolate chip. That's where it's at. Right, right. Awesome. No oatmeal raisin in this house. Yeah, yeah. It's honestly same here. Same here. Um, so Evan, uh, we just had our DC El Coda weekend, and I just wanted to ask you: uh, Could you tell us a little bit more about your experience and what are your, some of your takeaways from that? I had a fabulous time this past weekend. I did not realize how much I needed. Uh, to be around people. Mm-hmm. I had participated in uh, several of the district conventions mm-hmm. uh, online, but you know, a lot of those were just business. It was still great to have uh, some interaction, to be able to talk with people, you know, behind the scenes and then Zoom chat uh, and interact in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to uh, bounce in and out of the different workshops, uh, to be a part of the chapter installations, and to have that large collective district officer installation. Those are really, really special moments for me. Uh, really special also because I'm watching students that I absolutely believe in, students that I saw and knew when they were first initiated into the fraternity mm-hmm. and they are now in leadership roles across the country. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that experience this past weekend uh, really reminded me of how important our community is, how important our brotherhood is, uh, particularly, particularly in these moments when there is so much uncertainty. It is that thing that we can fall back on, mm-hmm. you know, going back to these relationships and re- recognizing that no matter what happens, we're strong mm-hmm. and we can do this together. We can get through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's what I loved about the weekend. Uh, every presenter was fantastic, um, jumping in and out. Uh, I participated mainly through Facebook Live so that people, I wasn't sure how many participants could get on each Zoom call, but I just went through the different live feeds and uh, great content. Uh, I hope people will use that, uh, take that home to their chapters mm-hmm. uh, however they can and uh, make use of that. And then, of course, uh, I thought, you know, listening to the fraternity hymn and song being sung at the end, Mm -hmm. uh, Gamma Sigma from TCU, they put that video together for us for National Convention Mm -hmm. in uh, Stillwater uh, for the fraternity song. And then hearing, I was in that audience, not audience, I was in that room, rather, uh, in 2011 as a staff member, as a CFR, Mm -hmm. uh, singing the hymn with uh, brothers as uh, they were just special moments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, again, did not realize how much I needed it until Mm -hmm. it was over. Uh, Lots of tears, lots of emotion, and Lots of I love yous and blue hearts going out. Uh, People that text me know that's my thing. You know, that's my fraternity love Mm -hmm. uh, that I send out. And it was just a really special moment. Yeah, that's that's a really incredible. And I I think, you know, you mentioning some some moments from this weekend that I think were unique, uh, but also just very powerful, like you mentioned earlier, was one of the, one of them was the installation of, of the officers and kind of um, getting to be a part of that, getting to see that, getting to see students um, be p- so proud of not, not only themselves, but of each other. Um, and I, to me, it reminded me how powerful it is. Um, again, you mentioned uncertainty, you mentioned not just really not knowing what's, what's coming up the next day in, in this current situation. So sometimes drawing from our past, sometimes drawing from our stories can be an inspiration to ourselves and, and to others. So I, I wanted to do a quick throwback Thursday moment, even though it's not Thursday, um, is I wanted to see if we could talk a little bit more about your, like how you got started with KKSI, what made you want to join, like what, what's your story? Uh, picture it. Columbia, 2005. Wow. Um, <laughs> yes, Columbia in South Carolina, not Missouri. Um, I was a freshman member of the Carolina band. I had seen uh, brothers and sisters, uh, Kappa Kappa Psi and Tau Beta Sigma, uh, engaging in service uh, during uh, rehearsals, practices, uh, at game day, um, moving equipment, providing drinks, water, and things like that to the band and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd met some, uh, pretty outstanding people within, uh, my section and a few others that, uh, really attracted me to the fraternity. Mm-hmm. I had not really set my mind to doing it. Uh, but two of my really good friends from college uh, were also trumpet players. They were in the trumpet studio with me mm-hmm. and they were like, dude, we got to go to this smoker. That's what we called it back then as a recruitment event. Uh, we got to go to this. We got to go. Like, okay. Tell me why. Like there's free food. Let's go. <laughs> so That's enough. You know, <laughs> I'm there. Uh, get a couple sub sandwiches, you know, head back to the dorm. Mm-hmm. No. I was hooked. Yeah. Uh, I 
the people, there's so many great people within the uh, chapter. There are some not great people within the chapter, uh, but I mean, that comes with the territory and, uh, you know, I just navigated that whole process. Uh, and I just, I never looked back. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to quit my membership process a couple times just because of the stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, there were some, there were some unkind people in the chapter at that time and it made for a difficult, uh, process. Uh, the membership education process was different, Mm -hmm. uh, 14 years ago than it is now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think once I got through that membership process, uh, and became a brother, uh, you know, the ritual spoke to me and, uh, the relationships, uh, the connections I made thereafter were, uh, life-changing. So I'm really grateful for that uh, experience at the University of South Carolina with the Zeta Chi chapter. It shaped me, it molded me, Uh, got to experience uh, leadership at the highest levels of the fraternity. Our chapter sponsor was also our district governor. We had two past national presidents at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two of our brothers were serving in district office. Mm -hmm. It was a really amazing experience uh, to, to watch people in action doing what we believe. Mm -hmm. And then as a chapter, uh, along with Epsilon Alpha, our Tau Beta Sigma chapter on campus, we were able to host 2009, uh, district convention, Southeast district convention in Columbia. So we had some really high points, some really big, uh, moments, um, that, just kept me engaged and kept me hooked in uh, Kappa Kappa Psi long-term. That's awesome. No, and, and I, I think that's incredible because I think sometimes people take their stories for granted. And I think um, it's not until you kind of, you have a little bit of time in between uh, and that you kind of think back and you're like, how amazing was that, you know, was that experience? You really get to reflect on the people that, that, you know, that really influenced you, the people that got you to, to kind of just start to believe to, to want to be a part of something. And I, I think that's, that's something that, especially now um, is really important for us to draw, drawn um, or draw from. I mean, so. Yeah, I would, I would say it's the small moments. It's sitting in the coffee shop with yeah. one brother. Uh, it's the interview that you did at a Kentucky fried chicken. And, you know, it only changed your life. You heard that you heard that one comment that changed your entire outlook on music or band or life, family, friends, whatever it is, you know, those are those moments that, you know, can never be taken away. And those are the things that, again, I talked about earlier about where your identity is. Uh, Your identity is in all of those connections, all those relationships that you've made over the course of your life Mm -hmm. and keeping those people engaged with you long-term, uh, means a great deal. I think to your emotional health, your well-being, and uh, just continuing to remind you of who you are and, uh, where you've been, where you're going. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Um, so just kind of, I guess from that moment, we're going to fast forward a bit to, Evan Thompson, national president for Kappa Kappa Psi. Um, so obviously there's, there are years in there where you've learned different lessons, you've learned different leadership styles, different techniques. 
Um, when you were serving as national president, what were some of the mo- more important leadership lessons that you that you drew from to really help you get through some of the ups and downs that we uh, we don't really see or hear about often, but uh, we know that they're there. I think one of the first lessons uh, I drew from was really based on uh, the example of my predecessor, uh, Dr. Jack Lee. He was uh, a national president when I served as VPCM. You know, part of the, one of the biggest parts of his vision uh, was to try to make the fraternity feel smaller, mm-hmm. uh, to make it more connected, mm-hmm. uh, to ensure that you know, brothers felt like they could come to their leadership with concerns, with questions, but also uh, expanding out opportunities for leadership to get other people involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, that was something that was really important. How do we get new people involved, new ideas, new opinions, new faces. We need a diverse group of people engaged in this work. Some of those leadership opportunities didn't really pan out the way we wanted. Uh, some of them did. Um, you know, when you're dealing with appointed positions and dealing with um, new programs like the Road to Wisdom, you try something, it works, it doesn't work. And, you know, we go back to the drawing board and uh, we do something else. So I was thinking about how to get people involved and uh, get people engaged so that they can find they can find a niche, they can find something that they can invest in within the fraternity, but they can also grow their capacity as a leader uh, to take that next step, uh, whether it's uh, to apply for governor or apply for the alumni association board, which you should do if you're interested in by May 1st, um, or running for national council later on. And I would say another lesson that I definitely drew from uh, was mostly mostly, uh, from my dear friend, uh, past national president, uh, Dr. Kirk Randazzo, Mm -hmm. is really really thinking about keeping that mindset that it's not about you, Mm -hmm. that leadership is about other people. Mm -hmm. The mistakes are yours. Mm -hmm. The praise and the success is your teams. Mm-hmm. It's about your team being successful. It's about the fraternity, the community being successful. Mm-hmm. When mistakes are made, that falls on the one individual. Mm-hmm. That falls on the president. Uh, I failed thousands of times. Uh, I failed in relationships. I failed in uh, simple emails, communication. I failed in uh getting organized sometimes there are so many things where if if you let one failure uh, mm-hmm. uh, get in your head it'll paralyze you it yeah. will imp- stop everything in its tracks mm-hmm. uh, but keeping Kirk's focus ke- keeping his ideas in mind and monthly like chats <laughs> along the way uh, mm-hmm. with him in person uh, help to to just keep me focused on people, keep mm-hmm. me focused on the team. Uh, and even when I failed at those things, when I failed at those, those really difficult moments, uh, you get back up and you apologize. Yeah. You say you're sorry and you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really important lessons for me. And those are things that I brought uh, to the presidency. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really powerful as well, because I, I guess drawing from my personal experience here, but to, to follow up on that is I see a lot of times in leadership and on, on every level, local district, national, there tends to be a lot. I mean, this, I mean, it's so cheesy to say like, I fear failure, but I mean, you see so much of that. You see so much of this fear of failure that it tend you tend to be in this little like bubble, this little vacuum where you talk yourself in circles. There's a lot of, um, you know, paralysis by analysis where then you've, you've done all this game planning. You did all this like visioning, but then you're so afraid to take that step forward because you don't want to fail. And there's, there's not, you know, you're not taking the chances to kind of be bold and, and, and to, to take chances to, to try something. Um, and I, I think that is incredible. Um, and what I'm seeing, now a lot is when it comes to fear, that shame, that, um, that guilt in in a lot of our young leaders and and just, again, some of the, um, um, national leaders as well is people right now are going through tough times and people aren't showing up as their best selves. And with that, you know, they're not on top of their emails. They're not on top of their communication. They're not on top of just how they handle things in general. And with that, you know, with that being without being able to show up as their best selves, a lot of our brothers are are feeling a lot of that guilt, that shame. So I wanted to ask you, you know, with with that in mind, you know, what are some of your thoughts on this? What suggestions or tips could you share for our listeners who uh, may be uh, feeling the same way? The grade level that I miss the most Mm -hmm. are my five-year-olds, my kindergartners. Yeah. Because you're talking about fear of failure. They're not afraid of anything. Yeah. I put a drum in front of them. They're going to beat the mess out of it. Uh, we start trying to sing. They can't carry a tune, but they will make a noise as loud as possible. Yeah. They are afraid of nothing. Mm-hmm. Unless you cut the lights out, you know, then obviously there are a couple screams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I really think you have to have that kind of mindset when it comes to navigating everything that happens because I would hope that your intelligence is beyond a five-year-old, but I would hope that your capacity to try new things, uh, to branch out and to not fear, Mm -hmm. um, would allow you to, uh, you know, listen more intently, be more deliberate in how you interact with your friends, with your family, uh, do a better job of uh, just being there, but also feel what you feel. Mm -hmm. If you can't be somewhere, just say, I can't be there and move on. Mm-hmm. You know, people will be understanding right now. You've got to be in your moment and you've got to feel whatever it is that you feel. Mm-hmm. It is okay to do that. And you've got to forgive yourself. Uh, you've got to give yourself that space mm-hmm. uh, to say, I can't handle this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had that moment um, several nights ago mm-hmm. uh, where I was supposed to be on a Zoom call with some friends and I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I, I was frozen. I like physically and mentally, I was done. I just, 
it, I had my, I, I guess you could call it my mini breakdown and for, um, 2020, mm-hmm. uh, in the quarantine and it was a wake up call to me, not that I was wrong. I wasn't wrong to feel what I felt. Mm-hmm. I was my, I think my my brain and my heart were kind of resetting because mm-hmm. since that moment, I felt more alive and more in tune to my feelings and uh, my thoughts than I have in a while. Yeah. And I think if you're not your best self right now, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, you be the best version of yourself that you can be right now. Mm-hmm. And if you need help, ask. Yeah. Uh, I know our national leadership, we're here for all of our brothers uh, if they need something. And I know your directors and sponsors are there too and can help you with resources if you need uh, help as well. Reach out to your friends, reach out to your family if you need something. And if you don't have a good situation with friends or family, we're always here for you in the fraternity. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Be you and be the best that you can. That's my advice. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really interesting um, and powerful to kind of take, the, take a, a moment to think about all of this because, again, of, of what we do, um, you know, I think any of us could say when we joined Kappa Kappa, I never did be imagined learning about all of this stuff, learning about the, the depths of leadership styles, the impact of mental health, um, you know, and we, all these different things that are happening or that are, are, are impacting our lives. You know, KKSI has been a big part of helping us work through that, unpack things and learn how to be uh, a better human, a better brother, a better leader. Um, so again, you know, that's, I don't know if that's something that even our founders may have envisioned when, when, you know, they, when Kappa Kappa Psi was starting. So kind of fast forwarding to, let's say, our next hundred years, I wanted to, to ask you, what are some of your thoughts or, you know, where do you think KKSI will be in the next hundred years or so? It's interesting because in our leadership, uh, let me back that up. In our history, mm-hmm. the two main focuses of the within the founding of the fraternity were leadership and the cause of better music within college bands. Those were the two main, uh, two of the main focuses uh, of the alpha chapter when they came together in 1919 and creating a place for college band members to come together mm-hmm. who at the time were all male and all white uh, in the next hundred years, what did we do? Mm -hmm. We have branched out, we've expanded, we have become more uh, inclusive, uh, widening that umbrella to include so many different people uh, from so many walks of life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we need to keep going. But staying focused on those true Values, which is leadership and better music. Mm-hmm. How do we make those things happen? Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the next step. That's where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with better music, one thing that we can really expand on, and this is from my point of view as a member of the board of trustees right now, is how do we take our national commissioning program with Tau Beta Sigma to the next level? Mm-hmm. You know, how do we? commission outstanding composers and get music 
out there that is being played regularly by college university bands, by great high school bands? How do we create a program that is that creates music that is accessible to a variety of musicians and ability levels? Um, and then thinking about leadership, uh, there are so many opportunities, not only within the fraternity and the launch of uh, the founder circle, but also thinking about uh, years down the road, what leadership looks like within college bands and where Kappa Kappa, Kappa, Kappa Psi can fill that void mm-hmm. uh, by creating band-centered leadership development mm-hmm. uh, for college band programs across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has always been on my mind. That has always been a direction I thought the fraternity should be moving in mm-hmm. uh, over the next 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And I hope that that becomes a reality. Mm -hmm. I hope that uh, with the launch of the Founder Circle and the curriculum attached to that, that we can set a strong foundation within the fraternity for our values and then uh, offer that to people who, you know, are outside of that. Uh, Create an opportunity for people to experience Kappa Kappa Psi and what it is. without having to be a part of our membership. They feel our values. They see our values in action by experiencing the programs that we offer to elevate college university bands, Mm -hmm. to promote and advance um, this medium uh, through which music is made. And yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, again, another powerful piece there is kind of uh, that, that healthy reminder that yes, you know, we are here to serve, um, you know, we are here to help each other grow and, and to serve each other as well, but we can't forget about the rest of the band. Like, uh, you know, I, I, as I was going through my membership, my membership process, going, going through my active years, uh, sometimes I felt like there was this belief that, oh, if someone doesn't want to join, that means they, they don't like KK side. So then, you know, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't serve them. We shouldn't do anything for them. Um, and I, I think sometimes there's this mentality of us against the world. Um, and I think, you know, looking at the next hundred years, I quite honestly, I, I, I haven't even thought about the commissioning aspect to our fraternity whatsoever. Honestly, like never once thought about it um, until you mentioned, I was like, huh, that sounds very important. Um, but you right. know, I mean, it's part of our, it's part of our founding. It's, yeah. I mean, it's the reason, one of the chief reasons why uh, we were created uh, for the betterment of music mm-hmm. uh, within uh, college university bands. And you think about 1919, they were playing orchestral transcriptions and Susan marches. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were not very many original pieces for band, which is why our commissioning project, which is uh, the oldest, if not one of the oldest in the country is so important to continue. Uh, But then also find ways to evolve. Mm -hmm. uh, And uh, as I said before, become more accessible. I think going back to you thinking about, Think my brothers right now who may not be feeling their best self. Mm-hmm. If you think about what your leadership looks like right now, your personal leadership as a brother, mm-hmm. you want to take us into the next hundred years, into the second century of Kappa Kappa Psi, show us your leadership right now mm-hmm. uh, in the way that you connect and you love the people around you. Mm-hmm. 
check on the people in your section that are not in the fraternity. Mm-hmm. Check on your sisters of Tau Beta Sigma. Mm-hmm. Check on your sisters of Sigma Alpha Eta, your brothers of Phi Mi Alpha, mm-hmm. other people that you are connected with in your school of music or your department. Uh, show us what that leadership looks like. Check on your sponsor, check on your directors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may need to hear from you too. Check on your professors. Yeah. Uh, I know some of y'all are about tired. You're ready for the semester to be over. You're ready for online to be done. <laughs> but, you know, we're all struggling in different ways. And, you know, there's a meme that goes around every couple of months, you know, everyone's fighting a battle that you can't see. I'm paraphrasing, but it's true. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a story from West Wing and I'll go real quick. And it's about the guy that falls in the hole and a priest walks by and he writes a, well, it starts with a, a doctor comes by and just throws a prescription down. A priest comes by and writes out a prayer and throws it down. But then the friend jumps in the hole and he's like, what are you doing? Why'd you jump down here too? He said, I've been down here before. Mm-hmm. I can show you the way out. Right. I'm paraphrasing, but I mean, that's the whole idea. What does your leadership look like? What does that look like right now in this moment? Mm -hmm. And that's how we take Kappa Kappa Psi into the next century. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every individual member has a great opportunity to show off who they are and what they believe to people who are within our circle and outside. Yeah, definitely agree with that. And, and with, with that, Powerful, powerful message. I, I did want to shift a little bit to a fun question. Oh. And I've, I've been thinking about what to ask um, as, as our listeners are digesting everything, that wokeness that you just shared upon them. Um, the fun question for you. So I, I hear often, uh, so again, for everybody who doesn't know, I, I'm, I'm from Indiana. I grew up in an Asian American family where like the only tea that I really drink is like the, like the oolong, like the black bitter tea. So like, I don't know what's this whole ordeal with um, most Americans in this like whole debate about sweet tea and what's supposed to mean sweet tea. So I wanted to get it directly from a Southerner. Like what is sweet tea? What is it supposed to be like? And um, yeah, it's like, what, what is sweet tea? It's, <laughs> it's tea with sugar. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know, there are a lot of uh, different varieties. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan right now of like they call it diet sweet tea. It's made with Splenda instead of sugar. I don't know what's healthy anymore and what's not. So right. uh, my sister in law's a dietitian. I could probably ask, but um, no, it's just a refreshing drink. You have to drink it cold. Mm-hmm. Um, people get pissed off when they're in the restaurant and the someone doesn't put enough ice and then the ice just melts and it gets watered down. It's nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, sweet tea is a delicious drink uh, in moderation. Right. Uh, be mindful. Um, and not all sweet tea is the same. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Um, we'll say when I moved out to Oklahoma to uh, join the headquarters staff in 2010. Mm-hmm. The only place that really had sweet tea was the Chick-fil-A uh, there in town. That was it. And I really learned to drink unsweet tea, uh, mostly from banquet conventions, yeah. uh, convention banquets. There we go. Um, across, you know, wherever you go, I mean, they'll put a pack of sugar down there if you want it, but it's all unsweet. So I learned to drink that mostly 
and how I learned to eat a lot of different foods because when you're starving and it's, you know, almost eight o'clock at a convention on a Saturday night, you know, like I'll eat whatever's in front of me. I will drink whatever is there. Yeah. Bring it. Except for Fort Wayne, Indiana, that banquet meal was suspect 2016. That was the only one I didn't eat, but council did their best. Just (laughs) they really did. They, the council truly did their best. <laughs> so, but, a 2016 banquet meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to, to bypass that a little bit, uh, I'm going to swerve around that comment and um, talk about cornbread too. So um, I, I, I'm going back, you and I had shared a meal in Indianapolis uh, at the place called the Eagle and they had spoon bread, which I'm assuming is just cornbread. And I only ever had it sweet, but you thought it should be different. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? I am from the school where cornbread should be a savory dish. It should not be sweet. So uh, it should be, uh, there should be no sugar in it and you put, you just lather it with butter okay. and you eat it. <laughs> Sweet cornbread is cake. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> so I know that there are different opinions across the country, but I believe that cornbread should be savory, <clears throat> not sweet. It should be covered in butter and enjoyed and you put the butter on there so you don't actually choke from it, you know, when it starts sticking to the roof of your mouth and everything. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm I'm glad we cleared that up. And I just, you know, I really wanted to make sure that we touched on those subjects because I know that the fried chicken at that place was absolutely incredible though. It It truly was. It was good. Um, Okay. So, uh, to wrap up here, um, you know, I've already asked you a lot of questions. So just again, wanted to say thank you so much for your willingness to speak on everything so far, especially the, the sweet tea and, and the cornbread. Um, but I did have one more question for you. Um, so again, with everything going on, with everything that we've discussed, what piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to serve at a higher level? They're searching for different leadership opportunities and potentially um, maybe trying to create some positive change for their community. Uh, I would say that it starts right where you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, You were charged to be a friend and brother without reservation. And that's your first test as a leader of Kappa Kappa Psi. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you do that within your own community? Can you do that within your own circle of friends? Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you do that within your own circle, your own chapter? Mm -hmm. Um, That's where the first positive change comes from. That's where hope comes from, is those small moments uh, we talked about earlier, the messages. You know, you can't sit with someone in person right now. I would hope that people are still abiding by social distancing and doing uh, the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you think about it, that's part of love, Mm -hmm. protecting people, doing your part to care for others by keeping your distance by following these guidelines so that you don't transmit the virus so that you don't put anyone in harm's way, mm-hmm. but also taking those moments to check on people uh, to make sure they're good. Mm-hmm. Send a funny meme, uh, you know, stupid TikTok videos, whatever you got. Um, I played uh, Cards Against Humanity online with some uh, brothers from the Southeast District uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely wonderful. Done a couple happy hours with friends, mm-hmm. uh, and those m- 
moments through Zoom or FaceTime or something uh, mean the world to me. Mm-hmm. I would also remind you that you know, as you're looking for opportunities to lead and serve in the future for the fraternity, it's always going to start with that love, that love that you have for the organization, obviously, mm-hmm. but you can't do it by yourself. Right. Uh, speaking from experience as someone who's made those mistakes many times, mm-hmm. uh, don't try to go at this alone. Mm-hmm. Always be a team player. Always listen uh, to others. Be deliberate in your speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, be careful with your words. Uh, you can't take things back. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that uh, have cost me friendships and have cost me uh, uh, people that I cared about. Mm-hmm. And I would challenge you to be careful with how you use your words. Um, Kappa Kappa Psi will always be here, but it's the people that makes this organization special. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take them for granted. Give them space, treat them well. And uh, I think Kappa Kappa Psi will give you back uh, what you've put in if you are being that friend and brother. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, again so much, um, Evan, for taking the time to speak with us today. Any last comments that you wanted to leave our listeners with? I just hope everyone is taking care of themselves and, uh, of course, taking my advice because it's the only advice. Ha! Lies. Uh, I do hope you will take uh, some of this advice uh, that we talked about today, Mm -hmm. uh, but also know that you are in charge of yourself and Mm -hmm. I hope you make great decisions for you. Uh, I know that If you are someone who's working from home, you're probably tired of looking at the four walls of your house. If you are still online learning, Mm -hmm. uh, it sucks. Uh, And we're here with you. Uh, Take care of yourself. Take care of your family and friends. And uh, we will see each other again. We will be back at district conventions. We will be at national convention again. we will have rituals again. We will have band again. It will come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do your part to protect others, and we'll see you soon. And and what's that thing you all you all say? Oh, go Cox. Go Cox. <laughs> all right, Evan. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. And on behalf of the fraternity and the National Council, um, and just everybody here and everyone listening, uh, we just want to say we truly appreciate you and admire all that you. Uh, are doing to continue to promote musicianship, leadership, and service. And a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining today. If you like this episode, then please share and suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. You know, we, we do this not to hear ourselves talk, but to share insight that could be meaningful to you. But we need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join me uh, as guests on the show. So if you have suggestions, please reach out to me at bongco at kksci.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I dot O-R-G. Thanks again for joining us on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonko, your host, and I wish you much love today. And as always, AEA. Mm-hmm.